Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to Signs from the Other Side with Fern Ronay. I'm your host, Fern Ronay, and this is the place to share stories of signs and messages received from the other side. Today, I am joined by author Carolyn Ritter Aspinson. Hi, Carolyn. Hi there. How are you? Good. Carolyn is the author of many books, including Contemporary Romances and Mysteries, including the Angela Panther Mystery Series. She is also a mom, wife, dog mom, cat mom, <laughs> and as it says on her website, a coffee shop people watcher, like all good writers. She is also active on social media, especially Facebook, where she manages two groups for writers. And we met on Facebook. Um, I think it was in the Chicklet group at first. I believe but, so. Um, yep. also, yeah. But you're also in my Believers in Signs group, um, mm-hmm. where you shared one, shared one of your incredible stories. And I was like, I have to have you on my podcast. So I'm so happy <laughs> that we're doing this. Um, and you say something great on your – sorry, I was doing all of my Carolyn – Ritter Aspenson research, and um, oh I didn't realize, I mean, I knew you were a prolific writer, but I didn't realize how prolific, which I'm going to have to get into um, how you find the time to write so many books, <laughs> um, but what I also love is that you say um, in the about section, my stories focus on relationships, whether they're between friends, family members, couples, townspeople, or strangers, because ultimately, it's relationships that make a story, which I could not agree more. I love that. Um, it makes the world go round, and there's something to learn from everyone, and um, I think there's, I'm sure you would agree, because you're a spiritual person, I think everyone we meet, we have something um, to learn from, and we're supposed to meet them for whatever reason on our journey. Definitely, definitely. Do you base a lot of characters um, from people in your life? Am I remembering correctly that that the ghost in the Angela Panther series is based on your mom? Yes, it's um, she, Fran is the character's name, and she is a slightly exaggerated version of my mom who passed away in, in 2009. So, but, but definitely, definitely very similar, just a little bit exaggerated. So. Right, which is the best kind. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's a good, she's um, everybody's favorite character, too, which is kind of neat. So. <laughs> <laughs> um. So you, so we started talking in the Believers in Science group, but you um, then sent me kind of, you know, I like to have like a little bit of an outline sometimes. Of, so just so, especially people who are like, I have a ton of stories. Sure. We could so, uh, probably talk forever. Um, and so I always like to have a little bit maybe of an outline just so that we can keep it sure. um, under certain amount of time, but I think I'm going to end up having to have you come back because I think you have so many <laughs> stories and they're so great. And I, and I just, it's so obvious that you just get it and, and I love it. Um, but I want to start with the stories where you've seen people, which Sylvia Brown, I think it was Sylvia Brown who would have to keep a light on as a child because mm-hmm. she had to all of these spirits were basically keeping her up and she, and she had, she put the light on, they kind of went away. And I do always 
you know, um, they say like, if you kind of feel like someone's behind you, you're sensing someone, you know, yeah, somebody usually is, whether you can see them or yeah. not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you've mm-hmm. seen people for a long time, including your grandmother, which was probably yes. the first person that you saw and she died before you were born, right? Yes, she died in 1949, and I was born much later. <laughs> but I did when, and I, I'm going to stick by that. And if you ask me my age, I'll lie. Um, when, when I was a kid, we lived in a in a two story house, but it was kind of like a story and a half. Upstairs was just my bedroom, my parents' bedroom, and a bathroom, and then the rest of the bedrooms and the rest of the house were all downstairs. So. The opposite side of the house was where everybody hung out, and my bedroom was up in the far opposite corner. So, you know, I would go to bed, my dad would tuck me in, and, and I'd be a little scared at first because I was a kid and, you know, it was far away because the house seemed so big. And so he would leave the hall light on and close my door, just leaving it open a crack, you know, just enough that I could have a little bit of light in. And I don't remember when it started because I didn't even know that what was going on at that point it was just part of my my everyday my every night sleep you know i yeah a woman in a long white gown would be kind of in my books i use the word hovering but you know kind of hovering or floating in the hallway and she would tap the door and it would open all the way and she would just look in at me and smile and Mm -hmm. sometimes she was alone sometimes she was with a group of people and she had this you know, the flappers style hair, you know, the short kind yes. of, mm-hmm. yes, she had a flapper style hair, it was blonde and she was not scary at all. She was very gentle. She, she seemed very gentle and, and just smiled at me, you know, just smiled at me and would stand out there or hover out there what seemed like for a long time. And I would fall asleep mm-hmm. and I never felt nervous. And my father didn't talk much about his mother. He, she died when he was 21 and it was a it was a pretty tragic mm. death she was hit by a train so it, it, oh my god yeah I know I, I can't even imagine so he when we would talk about her it was very emotional for him and and he didn't like mm-hmm. to show that you know especially to his little girl so years later I found a picture of this woman and I was in high school and I my parents were actually divorced and my mom and I were moving from one apartment um, into a house and I said I was packing up with her and I said, who is this woman? I said, I used to dream about her when I was a kid. And she said, that's your grandmother, Carolyn, your dad's mom. And that's who I'm named after. And I went, holy cow. <laughs> absolutely yeah, floored. It all clicked. I, yeah. And, and I never, I never thought about it at that point, you know, up to that point, mm-hmm. but I saw her all the time, all the time. Isn't and, that amazing? You know, it, it was amazing. It was, and, and I told my mother, I said, I just, I can't, I don't know what to do with this. She said, that's probably, you know, that probably was her coming to check on you because you're named after her. You know, you're her only son's only daughter. Um, you know, she, you know, you shouldn't be scared by that. And um, I wasn't, I wasn't. Yeah. It was just, you know, of course, at that point, then I, every night when I would go to bed, I think I was 17 at the time, I would try to see her. <laughs> she wasn't there. She wasn't coming right. around anymore. It was just when I was younger. So that yeah, was, I that was they, my birth, first clue. And I think they come to um, kids. I think kids are obviously more open. And mm-hmm. I think kids often, you know, kids often have uh, imaginary friends that 
I don't think are always so imaginary. And then as I, we get I older, I agree we, with that. Yeah, we get yeah. um, we just I I think put up blockers, um, mm-hmm. and get more scared and are less open. That's amazing. That's so amazing. And your your kids have seen in your house, um, oh, they've seen a man. Yes. Yeah. The the man. I, you know, I it's it just I don't even know how to process it still. And it's been yeah. my son is yeah. twenty this now, is and this a, this is a a different this one. Is a big one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, just, it just fascinates me. When he, we moved into this house when he was five, and he's 20 now, so we've been here for 15 years, and mm-hmm. I was in the basement one day, and I came up to my husband, and I said, I feel like there is a man in the basement. And I said, I can't see him directly, but I can see him out of the corner of my eye, and when I turn my head, he's gone. And my husband's very much a skeptic. He believes that I believe, which drives me crazy, but that's another story. He said, what, what does he look like? And I said, he's got almost like a, like a, like an old uniform of some sort on with like a, a, like a military uniform, maybe like a soldier, you know, from like the civil war or something. And, and not that I actually knew what that would look like, but that's what I was seeing. That's what I saw. Right. So he, you know, I wrote it off and then, um, didn't think much about it. And then later on, I felt this, I told him that I felt the same person, the, the same man up in our bedroom. And then maybe a week or so later, my daughter asked if she could sleep with the door open because we always close their doors. We have a two-story family room and it's loud up there. And I said, you can, but you know, it's going to be loud. And she said, well, I feel like there's a man in the corner of my bedroom looking at me, watching me. And, you know, that's a little scary. So I said, Door's open. Yes. that's fine. We'll open the door. So, you know, I went in there. My husband and I went in there. Then we see nothing. You know, we feel nothing at that point. And then she says that. And then, I'm not kidding, maybe three days later, my son, who at the time was five, he came into my bedroom. I, I had walked in there and was doing something and then sat on my bed. And he came in about five minutes later. And he said, who's that man in here? And I said, what man? <laughs> and he said, the man that just walked in. And I went, um, what does that man look like? Did you, you know? And so he described a man in an old, he said it's an old military or, or an old army uniform is what he said. He said, like mm-hmm. the stuff that daddy watches on TV. So mm-hmm. I said, is he still here? And he said, no, he walked into the bathroom and he's gone. And I thought, well, did he have, and, you know, I thought that was, and I said, did he have yeah. a hat on? And he described exactly the same man that I was seeing out of the corner of my eye. So I went back to my daughter and said, what, is, what did that guy look like? The man that you feel like is watching you, what did he look like? And she described the same thing. And I thought, well, that's, that's not a coincidence. And my, they, my kids switched bedrooms three or four years later. And I went into Justin's room, which was the room that the man had been in for my daughter. And he said, mom, do you see him over there? And I said, the man in the corner? And he said, yeah. And I said, I don't see him. And I could feel him in my bedroom in the basement, but not in any other room. My son could just saw him everywhere, everywhere in the yeah. house. And, and, and he still, he, he will call me and say, you know, the man's here. So I feel like the man is connected to him somehow. And he thought it was my yeah. uncle. And I, and, and I said, it's not, it's definitely not my uncle, but, um, he, he called and me last week. Now. He's 20. Yeah. And he called me last week and he said, I said, have you seen the man? He said, yeah, I just saw him last night. He said, he just showed up in my room and disappeared. And I mean, he, he, 
yes, he's in college, and he has had many experiences, and, and that, that spirit stays with him. And I, and I don't know why. I've, I've gone to a couple different mediums to find out and have, you know, he's actually talked to him. When he, the next time he saw him in my bedroom, again, you know, a different time, I said, he mm -hmm. said, he's here again. And I said, talk to him. And he did. He asked him his name. But the, he said, Mom, it's, it's like he doesn't know I'm here. He doesn't hear oh, me. So, yeah. And um, but mm -hmm. now he says that when he sees him at his apartment or when he saw them, he saw him a few weeks ago at my my stepmom's house, he said he will stare right at him and say hello to him. And the guy will acknowledge him, not with words, but he knows yeah. somehow he knows that the man knows he's acknowledging him. Right. And he's, this man is having a good time at parties. He's in college. He's like at frat parties. <laughs> and having a good time. <laughs> I know. And my son's not at all worried. He's not, he doesn't get uncomfortable yeah. about it at all. So yeah. Said, well, and you're in, you're you're in Georgia. Do you, do you know if the land, I'm curious if the land um, that your house is on, maybe, that, if you know the history of it? I, that was the first thing I checked because we do yeah. live in North Georgia and there's, you know, there was a, there's a lot of Civil War things, you know, memorials and things around here. But as far as I can go back, this was, my property is originally a farmhouse and the farm is still, you know, we, we live in a big subdivision and the farmhouse is still there. Um, and I'm right next to that. But there's nothing that I can find that there was anything during, you know, the Civil War or any time after that. But there have been a lot of different people that have had similar experiences in, in my town oh. specifically for their land. So who knows what, you know, yeah. actually was here, you know, or what happened here. Um, but he doesn't seem unhappy. He just seems like yeah. he's hanging out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like he's hanging out and he loves your family. Yeah, and he just so. Yeah. I, yeah, I, it's amazing. You know, I know it's amazing. And I know there's um, there's negative spirits and there's positive spirits. And I come at it from that most people on earth, I think, are mostly at their core good. Everyone's in mm -hmm. a, different, a different stage in their evolution of their soul. But I think at the core, you know, we're all one and everyone is at their core good. And I feel the same with spirits. I feel like this man doesn't sound certainly like he's anywhere near it being a negative spirit it sounds like he loves your son and loves your family mm -hmm. and just is here and time is different um you know time is such a human construct for them um Definitely. following you and your family your whole his your whole life could just be a blip on the radar for him and he's it's a it's just a good short time that he's here with you i, I know it. i know i i it just it amazes me and you know I, I spoke to somebody about it once because I was worried that there was some kind mm -hmm. of negative, you know, and, mm -hmm. um, and she said, there's, I feel nothing negative. Cause we've saged the house mm -hmm. and, you know, mm -hmm. we have, cause we've want, we wanted him to be where he needed yeah. to be, you know, at wh wherever mm -hmm. that, you know, wherever the release I would do the is, same we wanted thing. him to go. Yeah. And so, and we tried and he didn't feel like leaving. <laughs> he He's like, you guys goes. are too much fun. Yeah. And, and so I now I look it. at him as somebody that's watching over my son. Yeah. You know? And yeah, that, that works. That works for me. Amazing. And you're, um, so you mentioned your mom passed in 2009 and I'm looking at my notes. Your dad passed in 2010. What a, what a time yeah, for tough. you. Yeah, that was tough. Oh, man. That, you know, when, 
I know when people say that, they say, oh, that happens when people are married a long time. And I laugh because they were divorced for 30 years. <laughs> right. But right. You know, that's not why. <laughs> but yeah, it, was, it, was, it was a tough time. Um, my mother was diagnosed with cancer and we knew that she wasn't going to live. My father was, he had COPD and he was ill, but we didn't expect it to happen how it did. Um, so yeah. it was, it was, it was a tough time, but um, yeah. I had, sorry. Uh, yeah, it, you know, it's now I can, now I can talk about it just fine, but looking back, oh, I ate a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. However you have to get through it. It's, um, it's interesting that, that, you know, people would say that not knowing that they were divorced. And then when they did come through on the same day, it was kind of like you had this, um, I mean, you can tell the story, but there was a little oh, bit of a <laughs> not competition, but you were kind of yeah, like, you're yeah. not going to let her show oh, you up, are yeah, you? Yes. So if you um, could tell that story, I love it. Okay. Yeah, this is my, this one was so blatantly obvious to me that if anybody ever <laughs> questioned it, it's just, to me, it's, it's so obvious. I talk to my parents all the time because I am certain that when I die, if I didn't, my mother would never let me live it down. I, you know, so I talk to them all the time. And I was going to Hobby Lobby, and um, I, as I was driving there, I, you know, I, I talked to them out loud because I feel like that's the, the easiest way for me. And I said, you know, I need a sign. You guys got to give me something. I just, I don't know if you're around. I want to make sure you're still around. And I don't care what it is. Just give me a sign. So. I went into Hobby Lobby and literally forgot about that within minutes because I got into all of the wonderful crafts and just was sharing. <laughs> and as I was leaving, the, you know, obviously the registers are right by the front doors. And as I said, my mom's name was Rita. And as I was leaving, I'm going out the first section of doors on the intercom. It says, Rita, come to the front. And I went, <laughs> holy cow. You know, I'm like, How? I mean, that's not a coincidence. Mm -hmm. And so then I go, no, I'm walking out to the car. Her. Yeah, exactly. Car, which I always tell exactly. people, like, talk out loud to them. They're listening. And most people are comfortable doing it in their car. You're alone. And, <laughs> and, yeah. That's the yep. perfect place. Yes. And then I was a little snooty about when I was asking them for signs because I hadn't felt that had any in a while. So I was a little, you know, maybe she felt a little pressure. So uh -huh. as I'm walking out to the car, I said, you know, I'm talking, I'm literally talking out loud. Mm -hmm. And I said, dad, you know, you're going to let her show her, show you up like that because that was a good <laughs> one, you know, and, and I'm, and, and my father, I know, you know within all of my heart that he would not let that pass. And so I got in the car and I turned on the radio and I have satellite radio and I think I had it on. I, I don't even know what I had it on, but I turned mm -hmm. on the radio and sweet Caroline came on and that was by Neil Diamond. And that was, he, my father told me when I was a kid that he had Neil Diamond write that song for me, so which was a <laughs> lie, but but I didn't know. But he, you know, so, so that was our song at my wedding. Yeah, I mean, for years I really believed that. But um, so I knew I got in and I turned that the radio on and that song came on and I went, well, I'll be darned, <laughs> you know. And it just was. Wow. It was so obvious chills. to me. Oh, I know the story. I, I read the story in your email and I have chills. It's it's so perfect. It, it it just was one of those this this can't be not this can't be coincidence it's it's not yeah. it's too blatantly yeah. obvious and and that would be my parents you know and I know everybody says that about yeah. their parents but they would be you know the ones that made okay you you know you're giving me a hard time here 
take it. Be obvious. Pain in the neck. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, I, 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 be, I, I believe it was them. I don't have any. There was no question yeah, in my mind. Course. So. Mm-hmm. Because what are the chances that you would be speaking to them? Um, and then Rita isn't really not a common name. No, Rita not. over the loudspeaker. Rita come to the front, and then, and then even if you had, you know, you kind of. I talk to myself all the time, um, but even mm-hmm. if you had had said it in your head, like you know, that communication is different with them. But even if you had said mm-hmm. it in your head, like now, now it's bad. Now it's your turn. You yep. had just been speaking yep. to them in the car, and and even if that hadn't happened with the your, you know, Rita come to the front. If you had just heard speak Caroline that day, that was what you danced to with your father yeah. at your wedding. It's just amazing. So oh, yeah. I just love it so much. Speaking yeah. of dad and cars, there was another sighting, I guess you could call it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, with your dad and his car. Yep. When when he passed away, he, he was in Indiana. So I flew out there and um, then I drove home and my stepmom said, just take your dad's car. And he had this adorable little Mercedes convertible. I said, oh. Yeah, I'll take no that. problem. <laughs> so, exactly. So I had it for probably three months, you know, until she decided what she wanted to do with it. And I would, I went to a boot camp outside, you know, and I got there early one day and was walking. Just went for a walk in the just in, in the neighborhood. And as I'm walking back to the car, my dad was a smoker, and he would he would sit in the car and finish his cigarette before he went in somewhere, which I never quite understood. Mm-hmm. But he, I mm-hmm. saw him in the car in the parking lot with a cigarette in his hand and his baseball cap on. And I mean, clear as day, he was sitting in, yeah, the, in the driver's yeah. seat, clear as day. And yeah. I stopped because I, I just, I didn't want the moment to pass, you know, but he, yeah. I wanted him to stay in yeah. there. And and honestly, at first I, I was confused, like what, how, and then I realized what's going oh, this on. Is, this is, yeah. And, and then he was gone. But I mean, yeah. he, you know, he loved that car. There. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was there. And it, it, yep. Yeah, and it's um, it's perfect that it was his mother who who would you would see when you were young, and then it mm-hmm. was him giving you just a glimpse of I'm still here, yeah, the way you knew me, smoking baseball cap, yep. in my car. Yep. Um, yeah, that's a, it's another it's another sign, and um, beautiful, and it's yeah. perfect the way it, it happens. Um, yeah, and your uncle, definitely. was your uncle who passed in 96 his brother or your mom's brother? No, he's actually my mom's brother-in-law, but he'd been oh, around, right. you know, since before I was born. He's definitely my uncle, and um, he was yeah, my godfather, yeah. and he and I Aww. were very, very close. Yeah, I have, gosh, I don't even remember what I, what I told you because I have so many stories about him. Which which one did I yeah. tell you about? <laughs> oh, you had the earrings. <laughs> Oh, he yeah, gave okay. you a pair of diamond earrings, which he sounds like a very nice uncle. <laughs> well, yes, yeah, they're not big, but they're and I'm wearing them now, as a matter of yeah. fact. Um, yeah, he, he 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 was. Um, I have I come from an Italian family, so he always the expression was, "I know a guy. You want this? I know a guy." So you're talking to the Yep, and I had um, I had them I had them in a little I don't know what it is. It's a little uh, box that, you know, a ceramic box thing that I put my, you know, some of my everyday jewelry in that I wear often. And I always am very particular about these because I don't want to lose them. You know, they're, they're important yeah. to me. And I put them in there and, you know, they weren't there. And 
I was in hysterics because I had just vacuumed up there a, little, a short while before that, and I didn't know what was going on. You know, I thought I blamed my daughters, which is my, you know, because they always oh, steal my jewelry, and <laughs> they both swore <laughs> up and down they didn't take them, and I didn't think that they did. Um, you know, they knew they knew. Yeah, but you were frantic. Yeah, I was, and um, and I, you know, I was literally crying and and asking him, you know, please help me find these, and they showed up right on the floor I mean it was right on the floor right by the dresser and I had vacuumed there I have at the time I still had two dogs different ones and a cat so I vacuum all the time so you know it wasn't like I had vacuumed a few days before that I had I had been vacuuming and it yeah you know I don't even know right I mean it just was one of those you know and one of those things looked over there one day oh go ahead yep yep and just out of nowhere, they just appeared, literally, and you know, in front I, of the dresser. Yep, and I thought, wow, and I just, you know, I always look yeah. up at the ceiling. I go, you know, thanks, Uncle. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, that's another way that they come through. It's so funny because um, Howie and I have a very dear friend whose wife passed from cancer very young. She was only thirty-seven, and we were talking oh. about her recently. And he and he said she played such a trick on me the other day. He was cooking. And he was looking for a pot. He couldn't find it anywhere. Going nuts, go, you know, mm-hmm. leaving the kitchen, coming back in, going through all the drawers, and then leaves comes back in and it's right there. And John Edward, who's who's my favorite medium, you know, I always say, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm so loyal to him. I won't interview any other mediums. He's my <laughs> my favorite. He's the only one I trust. He talks about that too. He says they'll give you um, kind of like uh, psychic blindness where you don't mm-hmm. see something and then it appears is another way of like showing up in the car, smoking a cigarette with a baseball cap mm-hmm. or showing up or, you know, other there, they can come through in many ways. And this is just another way that they can come through. So even if they completely disappeared, they reappeared somehow. I, I agree. It's I a, agree. It's a sign and it's a hello from heaven. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's yep. incredible. I would have been, it, it's so amazing because I would have been it, frantic because of the vacuuming. I would have been like, they're gone and I'm going to have to empty out my vacuum. Like, <laughs> yeah, and I did. I, 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 I forgot that. I did. I did empty the vacuum and yeah, we have oh. my Dyson. So, and oh, that was nasty. But <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I went looking for it. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. So, yeah. And that's I, so I, funny. I, I wow. about that. But yeah, it's, you know, Oh. And and I know that it was him. I know, you know. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. He, I, I, there's nobody can make me not believe, you know. And and I I yeah. know a lot of people who who believe wholeheartedly, but I think I believe more than they do because <laughs> I've yeah. had so many experiences. So. Yeah, you yeah. have. I'm, I'm, I want I want another list of stories because I want to have you back on because. Um, I can feel it. I know there's so many. Were you going through something at that time? Sometimes I think they come through, well, any time, but sometimes it's particular and meaningful when, you know, it happens like on the birthday or on the day of the passing or um, you're going through a rough time or was it, did it coincide with anything like that? Um, You know, the, the earrings one, I don't, I don't believe so. Um, Okay. But but with my uncle, I I randomly get messages from him. Just he's been gone since 1996. 1996, yes. Yeah. So I I randomly get messages from him, signs from him, um, just out of the blue. And I've never really, I didn't until recently start kind of paying attention to when and what's happening in my life yeah. because 
you know, I, I never thought about that. Um, yeah. But in yeah. retrospect, I, I learned, I learned a lot when I was in my 20s that I should pay attention to that. And I did yeah. then. And then life got in the way. And, you know, I just, yeah. I, so I've started paying attention again now and, and yeah. being more specific about things. So because you're um, in your 20s, when you were going through different things, I feel like the, the 20s are, are a, a time when we're working through a lot of things. Um, mm-hmm. Your childhood friend came through, which yes. is yes. amazing. That, I love that. that um, you know, we, we were just in Indiana for an author event recently, and we went to the cemetery um, and where she's buried. And she was my friend from second grade through sixth grade. And, and then I moved mm-hmm. out of the States, but she was just a, a great, a great kid, you know, and um, mm-hmm. back then a great kid. And we kept in touch, you know, sporadically, this is before the internet and all that, but we kept yeah, in touch. Before and Facebook. Friend, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, and then I, w- I went to college at Indiana University and, and came, came to my dad's in Indianapolis right before the end of Christmas break. And he always read the obituaries, which I didn't get then, but 20, I do now. Right? Yes, yes, yes. And, um, <laughs> right. and, and so he said, one of your friends died. And my friend's name oh. was Nassim. She was, she's from Pakistan. So she had a very unique name. And, that, and that's why he uh-huh. remembered it. And I said, who? And he said, Nassim. And so I looked at the obituary and her um, wake or memorial was that evening. So I decided to go to it because oh. I hadn't talked to her since probably my junior year in high school. And this was my sophomore year in college and um yeah. I went and and I didn't talk to her family because I didn't know if they'd remember me you know and yeah. I felt a little uncomfortable about it but shortly after that I had a dream and it you know it was a dream where something was going on in the dream you know, I was dreaming but I was not participating in that I was sitting and Nassim came up to me and she said I owe you an apology. And she wanted to talk to me about yeah. how she, we, I know. And I'm, and I, I didn't quite get it. And what had happened was what she was apologizing for was in high school, senior year in, or junior year in high school, I called her when I was in town visiting my dad and we were supposed to get together and we didn't, but I had talked to her on the phone and she said, I'm sorry. I feel bad for not getting together. I didn't realize that I should have, or, you know, something along those yeah. lines. And, and then I know, and, and I you know, I said, don't worry about it. And then I had several things happen in my life in the twenties, you know, in my twenties. And mm. every time, you know, I had boyfriends that broke up or whatever, but whenever there was something mm-hmm. going on, she would appear in my dream. And it was the mm-hmm. same thing where the dream was separate and she was counseling mm-hmm. me and talking to me. And, and yeah. I remember it clearly. And, you know, I had a boyfriend that I dated for a couple years and we broke up and, and I was mm-hmm. upset about that. And she came to me in a dream and told me, you know, it's going to be okay. And yeah, you know, it just, she just was there for such a long time in my dream. Uh-huh. I finally wrote her mother a letter and, and said, I don't know if you remember me, but you know, your daughter is okay. And I wanted you to know that Aww. because she, you know, and so I, I went, so the next time I was in Indiana, I went specifically. Her mother asked me to come see her, and I did. And and I still talk to Nassim's sister um, that lives in Indianapolis now. Um, 
And I went to that cemetery where she's, every time I'm in town in Indianapolis, I go, where I go and see her because I feel like there's an even stronger connection than that childhood friendship. True connection. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I was going to say, how was the letter received? So obviously it sounds like they received it. Yeah. She, you know, and and what's funny is it didn't even cross my mind that she might not like that, you know, because I was so naive (laughs) at that point, you know, but I said, I, you know, I dream about your daughter and it's not a dream where she's just there. She's talking to me about relevant yeah. things in my life. And, you know, she even, um, when my brother died in 90, 91, and I was 25, almost 25. And she, you know, came to me in a dream and said, you know, he'll, he's got a path to follow, but he'll be all right. And, uh, wow. you know, that, yeah, I mean, you know, she's a messenger to me and, and, and talking to me for reasons because of our connection, but there's still that personal mm-hmm. element. She's not just passing along messages. There's that personal element. And, and I don't really dream about her anymore, which is kind of sad because, you know, I, I would like to, I would like to, I would like to have her yeah. visit me, and, you know. But. Yeah. It sounds like she was, um, she, you were meant to meet and she um, had something she could help you with. Mm-hmm. If, you know, she's a cer- at a, in a certain place and at a certain path on her evolution and she was able to help you and at a certain time um it, it is sad that it's sad but it's we we you and I know that she's doing what she's supposed to be doing wherever exactly exactly yeah. and it's it's amazing that you say um that you know it wasn't a you know so dreams are I I often use the word dream but I it, it's a misnomer it's really a visit. Mm-hmm. So dream is yeah. kind of that underwater feeling and it's not tactile, whereas a visit mm-hmm. is is very tactile and, and doesn't have that underwater feeling and feels real. Um, and yes. so, yeah, there's a, there's a huge difference. And I always say dream, but I really mean visit. And it's amazing. And someone might say, you know, why, why this friend? It doesn't sound like, um, you know, like why, why wasn't it someone you are related to who's visiting you. But we don't know for what we, every person we meet has a lesson for us. Every person, sometimes the people we learn the most from are the people we can't stand. They're the greatest. (laughs) But but every, every single person, whether you like it or not, has something to teach us. And And even in passing, so even if this was a friend for a brief time on earth, you have a soul connection with her on Mm -hmm. another plane. And um, I agree. So our earthly, our earthly connections, um, we can't, we can't judge the, the significance. We just don't know. And it sounds mm-hmm. like you had a much deeper connection. And it's so nice that you keep in touch with her family. That's so sweet. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, That's I, really you know, nice. I'm glad. And, and in case people are curious, it's she, she wasn't ill. She wasn't sick. She um, no, she was in a in a car accident in New York City. Oh, and, awful. And, yeah, it was really sad, and she was she was going to visit her sister that I that I that I talked to now, and um, oh, and yeah, she was killed instantly. She was very young, and she was a very smart girl. You know, everybody loved her, beautiful girl, and um, she was destined to do great things, but maybe they just weren't yeah. here on earth, you know. Yeah. So I, I I think she's doing that somehow. So yeah. You know, have you written? Um, have you been inspired by her to base a character on? Um, you know, I thought about that and, and yes, <laughs> um, and, and it's, it's changed. 
a few different times and I'm still trying to figure out how I want to do it. Um, uh-huh. But yes, I have a character that um, I'm writing now that's in her 20s who has a friend that passes and then comes back and she doesn't, the, the living person doesn't quite understand what's happening and, and mm-hmm. she doesn't, she doesn't, it just doesn't make sense to her. So she has to process that. And then she, this, um, my friend Nassim's character stays around to help her through her life. That's kind of, you know, that's, Beautiful. that's where the story is going. Um, she just will be able to see her when she's not, you know, sleeping. So, right, right. <laughs> so but yeah, but I've got, I've, I and I've it. changed the story a couple different times, but I think I've settled on one. So I've actually, I'm pretty excited about it. I can't wait to read it. How do you write so It takes me forever to write a book. How do you do it? <laughs> What's your schedule? Well, Are you my, on a set schedule? I, I write every day. Um, and I, mm-hmm. I, I've actually had to change it because when I wrote, when I wrote all the Angela books, which I'm, I'm still writing, those took me a while. You know, mm-hmm. I labored on those. And if I did, wasn't feeling the creative mood, I didn't write. And mm-hmm. I learned that that's not the way for me to do it because I can, I can be more productive if I push myself past that bump. And so what I started doing about six months ago was every morning I, you know, I would, when it was work time, I would sit down and start writing and I wrote until two o'clock every day. And with Angela's books, the Angela Panther books, I would go back the next day and read over what I wrote and change half of it. So I don't do that oh, anymore. Wow. Now I, because I, <laughs> I didn't get anywhere. So now I write, you know, I just write last of those few hours. And then, then I go through the book when it's completely done. And, you know, before I send it to my editor and then it goes, you know, then I, 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 do a couple different versions of it, obviously with edits, but it, it's a, it's been tough. Yeah, and, and I've been trying to publish these these cozy mystery books, you know, one a month, and I took a break this month, and so I can't do this. One just, a month. Yeah. Oh my god! But, it but they're short. Like you're they're, very dead. Yeah. I, I am. It sounds I, like I mean, you're very they're, disciplined, they're, though. I, I am, and I, but I realized that, you know, I've given up other facets of my life to do that, and that's not right. You know, I, I don't mm-hmm. feel like a complete yeah. person, so I'm, I'm restructuring my schedule now and, and taking that, being less intense about that, and if I don't get my 6,000 to 10,000 words in a day, then I don't, I don't care. <laughs> I don't berate yeah. myself for it. It's but, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But that was a, that was a good lesson to learn because now I know what I can do, but I know what I should do, and um, it's right. you know, it's, it's it's just a process of learning it, and it's exhausting. It was exhausting for yeah. those those past few months. Yeah. So, well, you're very prolific. So, what's the next release? Oh, thank you. Um, I, well, I just put on my website that I have an Angela Panther novella that's coming out probably the end of of um, April. And okay. that one I'm really excited about because her Angela's ex-boyfriend from her first love dies mm-hmm. and comes to visit her. And um, I, you know, Angela has so much of me in her because I wrote these books to honor my mom. And, and the first book is about the, what happened after my mom died and how we, how I, how, how the path to leading when my father died. So, mm-hmm. so that, so it's very much, you know, she's very much like me in a lot of ways. And so I'm taking elements of my boyfriend from high school and college. I had the same boyfriend and using him in this character that 
of the spirit that comes to, to see her and asks for help. So it's been a lot of fun. And my husband just laughs because, you know, I will, um, I'll tell him, oh, you know, guess what we're doing in the book today? Because <laughs> you know, you know, he, he knows all about my, you know, he knows about my, my yeah. high school yeah. college romance. And he laughs. He's like, oh, we live in the, the glory days, aren't you? <laughs> but, um, <laughs> and, now, and that ex-boyfriend is still very much alive. So, you know, it's not, but Angela's a, yeah, exactly. I didn't kill him off. Not yet. But Angela's a, she's a fun character. She, you know, she's kind of snarky and, She's Italian, and and you know, her Fran, her mom is they're constantly bickering. So it's fun to write that. I, and I hadn't written it in so long, written those stories in so long that I've been enjoying, you know, going back and visiting them. And it's it's, it's fun. I'm I'm enjoying yeah. it. I love it. So that's the next and thing. That's what I'm working on now. Is flying by the seat of my mom jeans the essay? The essay from an imperfect mom about her imperfect life. Is that already out? Because it's under up. No, it's not out okay. yet. Um, and my okay. family keeps giving me a hard time about that. I, because it's all stories of things that have happened in my life, um, you know, mm -hmm. and, and with my kids, and they're all funny stories. Um, mm -hmm. And my, they, everybody in my family, my, my stepmom, my kids, um, my, my cousins, they all want me to publish that. And it's, it's not quite ready. Um, I, okay. And I think it's because it's, it's, I, I, I don't know how to explain it. It's just, there's so much I can put into it that I'm trying to take certain things out, you know, and make sure that yeah. it's not, it's, you know, but it, it's all just little short, you know, little short, you know, two yeah. or three pages worth of stories. So, um, you know, it's, it's not, but it's, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Sounds one. like it is going to be, it's going to be fun, but I know what you mean. Mm -hmm. Like, kind of like when you know a sign is a sign, you know, when a story is ready. Yeah, you know, and it's just not there yet. It'll yeah. be. It's. I've been yeah. working on it a little more. I've had to put it aside for quite a while because I, I couldn't. Yeah. You know, I couldn't. It wasn't funny to me the more I looked at it. So I had to step right. away, and now I go back and read it. Right. And I'm like, okay, this is funny. So it's right, it's, right, it's right, coming. right. That helps. Yeah. Yep. That helps. Well, you're very inspiring, and I love all your stories. This is great. Well, thank, thank you so thank much. Thank you for doing thank this. I'm definitely going to have to have you back. So. Um, another another oh, call okay. for when are you Anytime. ready Carolyn I need more stories <laughs> um, <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> what what um what book should someone who's listening to this podcast is interested in this kind of stuff it sounds like they should start with the Angela Panther series they sh really yeah those are okay. yeah those are for people for this this um podcast that they would enjoy those and they're the the first one is unfinished business and like I said that's okay. the 10 months between my parents um passing mm -hmm. but the rest of them are, are mysteries and there's always a true element in them to stories, you know, in life around my life or things that I know of happening. Mm -hmm. um, but it's kind of like ghost whisperer, that TV show mm -hmm. meets yeah. medium, the medium TV uh -huh. show. That's kind of uh -huh. how, you know, how they're written. They're, they're written to help people that, you know, help spirits cross over and help the people that love them find their closure. So I love it. Yeah, they're, they're fun. I love it. I enjoy them. Perfect. Thank you. So your website is Carolyn Ritter Atkinson. I'm going to put it in the show notes. And where can everyone find you on social media? I'm on Instagram as Carolyn Ritter Atkinson. And on Facebook, mm -hmm. I have an author page that's Carolyn Ritter Atkinson author. So. And you're on Twitter. Are you on Twitter? I'm not anymore. I left Twitter. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. I left Sometimes Twitter. I probably should much. get that off my website. Yeah. <laughs> <I know for laughs> it was. It was just too much. <laughs> 
Sounds good. Well, thank you again so much for doing this, and I will see you on Facebook. Okay, thank you so much. Sounds good. Thank you. And to everyone listening, thank you for listening. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe, and sweet dreams. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.